Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate covers fishing and outdoor-related activity from Knoxville, Tennessee to Abington, Virginia, all the way down to Columbia, South Carolina, and everything in between. They are a local magazine with national reach. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate is ready to take you on your adventure to the outdoors. Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. This podcast is produced and distributed by Biz Radio Asheville. To receive the free Biz Radio app, just text the word Asheville to 36260. That's Asheville to 36260. With the app, you can easily enjoy this program and other local programming podcasts on demand. Want to keep up with all that's going on with fishing in our region? Pick up the Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina at over 300 locations or visit anglermagazine.com. Sunrift Adventures and Historic Traveler's Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years. With the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. John Muir once said, Climb the mountains and get their good tidings. Nature's peace will flow into you as sunshine flows into trees. The winds will blow their own freshness into you and the storms their energy, while cares will drop away from you like the leaves of autumn. Welcome to Matt and Michelle Outdoors. All right, and welcome back. This is a great success story that I am thrilled that we get to pass along and share because when we first had mother earth food on the show it was goodness gracious it was almost a year ago i think and to see what they have done during the time of covid and the adjustments and the pivots you know we've talked about people pivoting during this time frame as a matter of fact michelle and you and i were just having this conversation you know, yeah, this it's a, week, it's on, a on daily my show. conversation yeah. over here for yeah. sure and, about pivoting. But on the air, I mean, we we're talking right. on my show about you know businesses pivoting during this time and going into winter and everything. And yeah. Mother Earth Food is one that has just absolutely uh, nailed that category of things. And we have Janelle Tatum is on with us from Mother Earth Foods, and welcome. Hi, or I should say, Janelle. welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. We're, Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have Mother Earth Foods back on the show again and uh, and give people an update. But before we do that, because it's been a while, I'm not going to assume people remember. Uh, so give a general first introduction to Mother Earth Food for folks that are listening. Sure. Mother Earth Food is a... We focus on local um, food, obviously, um, but local produce and local artisanal products from our uh, local community. And we do uh, home delivery of all those products straight to our customers' front doors. Yeah, and you know when we first talked before, I, I don't, I don't think you had come on board as the CEO at that time, had you? I, I don't think. think yes, I came on as CEO last year. Mm, I think it was May that I switched into the CEO role. I came on first to consult. And right. 
Yeah, yeah. excited. I don't know why I trust my memory on anything anyway, <laughs> right, Michelle? <laughs> you gotta take that B12. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I gotta, I gotta start taking some extra vitamins and everything. Um, but for you know, for all the great work that you guys have done to not only provide a service to people before COVID, but also the central um, vein of supporting um, regional agriculture, you know, supporting That's these cool. family businesses and things like that. I don't think there's any way, or maybe there was a way to foresee that something could happen in our world that would make it more vital than ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. No, it's actually one of the one of the things that I've continued to say. It's like I could have spent you know years um, trying to continue to educate people on the on the importance of supporting local and buying local, not just again um, products, but and your grocery items, but in particular with the, the produce and agricultural items. And it's, it's been amazing because of this pandemic and because of, in particular, the quarantine. I think a lot of people had just simply suddenly shifted and, and are questioning where their food comes from, A, and B, you know, understanding the, the value and the need to have the convenience of, of food delivered to their front door. Absolutely. So, well, yeah. Well, well, it just makes, you know, with, with everything that's gone on, you know, I think one of the biggest fears that um, kind of permeate the country is the breakdown of chains of how do you how do you get your how are you getting your food? And if you're not growing it yourself, um, you want it as close at hand as possible. So, I, I mean, I just think that. Um, you know, and also healthy, you know, I mean, that's one of the other things that this pandemic has kind of brought up is the fact that you want, everyone wants to have as healthy a body as possible in order to fight off illness. So um, I think it goes hand in hand what you're doing. Um, you should be a billionaire by the end of the year, <laughs> is my guess. <laughs> well, here's one thing I already know about Mother Earth Foods is, you know, the pass along. You know, I, I, I think I read somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, but already just this year alone, you've already put somewhere between one and a half and two million dollars in the pockets of local farmers. Ah, so cool. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> I know, just that much, just this year to date. Of course, we haven't even finished, and we're moving into the holiday season. Um, And, you know, I also love the tidbit that, you know, even before this, Mother Earth, you know, we uh, started this business in 2012. And since inception, since 2012 to current, we've put over $6 million into the pockets of local vendors and small farms. And that's a pretty significant chunk of money to be able to really Mm -hmm. put into our local economy, and really helping uh, build a resilient local food system. Um, That is something that people really need to understand, that that's all the more reason to support locals, because those dollars go right back into our local community. Well, and, you know, Michelle had brought up about supply lines and everything. And, you know, from the business side of things, because we get into those conversations a little bit, you know, here on this station. And, um, And you went before COVID hit. Um, if I remember right, there were less than 10 employees. And from what I understand, you all are now like you're getting close to like the, the health care mandate, <laughs> you know, like, you know, yeah. like what is it like 40 something employees or something now? And and that's that's an amazing amount of growth and expansion mm-hmm. in such a short yeah. time. And then the delivery sure. routes. Talk about what's happened with your delivery routes just in the last several months. 
Well, same thing. We went from six delivery routes to 22 delivery routes Oof. here in the Asheville area. Mm. We also delivered to Greenville and Spartanburg um, uh, and Simpsonville in South Carolina, but that's maybe less than 10% of our sales. So it's really Asheville that is what has that, that, that we see has stepped up and really um, wanting, sourcing, and demanding this, you know, the ability to, to shop and source local. So... It's been incredible. I would say, by definition, we we actually grew in in about a month's time. We grew four hundred and fifty percent, and that was right at the beginning. What was interesting is it was at the same time with the quarantine started. We had the farmers market closed and the restaurants closed. Mm-hmm. So we also, you know, we have displaced farmers that you know couldn't sell their product. They were out of the fields and ready to go, and right. didn't have a place. The they needed market. they had a timeline to get product out before it just died on the vine i'm sure exactly exactly so that was we were so happy to just open our arms and and because uh-huh. we had the demand we had the outlet for the farmers to come in same thing with um i mean even right before this was what was so interesting is right before of obviously the quarantine hit in march but right before that earth fair closed and so we had a lot of our local vendors the coffee and right and just the menti and you know sauerkraut and and milk products and cheeses and things that people were selling to earth fair and then all of a sudden they didn't have an outlet in that direction either so we were just kind of poised and ready we've been here like i said since 2012 and this was just i think it was a wake-up call i think it was a really strong um indicator to people that you know we need to band together we need to look yeah. to our neighbors to feed ourselves and support each other so and the thing is is you know even in my own childhood and i'm not that old you know i'm still clinging on to my 40s for a couple more months <laughs> you know but um regional food supply was the way it was even in my own childhood you know yeah. and you you had the farm stands. You you had, and, and I grew up near yeah. Boston, and we had that. Well, I remember <laughs> you know? being in um, uh, my parents um, at, just at a young age always took me to the farmers markets growing up, and yeah. um, the smell of the peaches on Ooh. like at the, the farmers markets will be with me forever. And I, I grew up in Georgia, so they were Georgia. Yeah, see, peaches. very different <laughs> for me. It was the smell of the seafood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm. You know, yeah, but it stays it with you. It does, and I, I think it's also important to to note that you know we support, we want people to still shop at those farmers markets. But I believe in that right now we're also all of us yes. as business need to be looking at diversity of revenues. Yes, and being able to have multiple outlets. It's kind of the old literal. That's another conversation market. we have here all the time. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going though. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, same thing happened with our restaurants. So we work with several restaurants. Of course, when the restaurants shut down, they were looking at no income coming in. So we started developing with some restaurants, local restaurants, you know, product lines that are frozen products that our customers then could, again, purchase. Um, And that way they still get to get the feeling of going to their restaurant, but they were having it delivered to their front door. And it really helped the restaurants as well, you know, have some income coming in when they were all shut down. So we're continuing to develop that as well just more and more it's like let's not go back to hanging our hats on one revenue stream i really think diversity is the buzzword right yes. now in all mm-hmm. levels right, in life <laughs> absolutely I, I i'm curious um are you finding that your supply is equaling 
to the demand and vice versa? Or is there one side or the other that um, is kind of uh, where you're having to grow more to make that connection? Um, like find more suppliers or find more customers or you're just having so many of each right now? That's what I feel like. You're just like on both sides you have. Um, Seems like a surf on a tidal wave to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just it's ki- interesting. Yeah. Supply and demand. It's a good question. Supply and demand have actually kind of leveled out, which is really great. Yeah. Um, while also anticipating more and more people um, coming on board with, you know, wanting to source local. So economically, I think one of the things to understand is that when the restaurants shut down, we had you have a large portion of small farms that or small to medium sized farms that would sell wholesale to restaurants. And so when the restaurants were closed, we actually were able to, again, pick up even more of product that was out in the field and ready to come in uh, to meet the demand that was going on. So it was a really Mm -hmm. amazing way of, as you guys have started, we started this conversation talking about pivoting, is everybody really understanding resilience, adaptability, and, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to pivot. And uh, so that's been really cool, really wonderful to see and be able to provide as well as, um, again, as this trend, I believe, is, is not going away, um, being able to crop plan with our, with our producers and be able to really help them, you know, say, hey, we've got a good thing, we've got a good thing, you know, let's grow together. And mm. so that's a hand-in-hand win-win thing. So. Oh, just could you walk me through um, ordering and, and the um – versatility because seasonally things change and and offers change um how is that presented on your on your site sure sure um so to start with produce being a the season the most seasonal thing obviously um our website is constantly evolving actually on a week-to-week basis of what's coming out of the field and so on the website we have um what we have is a classic we have a small medium and large bin that is customizable, but it's basically um, what we we find out from the farmers, what's coming in, and then that is um, put up on the website in the boxes. So you're never mm-hmm. going to see the same box. Right. Our boxes, yeah, they're very much seasonal. And and that's another education piece, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, yeah, when, when asparagus is in in the spring, that's when you, we should be eating asparagus, not in the middle of January. Right. You know, and... And really, it's it's a great way for people to kind of just really get their feet and their hands back connected to the earth. And right. The earth to the cycles of the earth. Of the earth. Yes. And to, mm-hmm. to, the, to the wholeness and to the, um, yeah, just uh, like going. going well, and we always hand. say, too, you know, with Matt and Michelle Outdoors, with the program, the more people that get out there and engage directly with nature, the better stewards they're going to be of it. And and I think the same can be said not only about nature, but about our local economy, our regional sustainability as as mm-hmm. businesses and as a community is that the more connected we are to the sources of what we're getting, the better care we're going to take to make sure our region is self-sustainable as much exactly. as possible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and also the nutritional value, you know, it's like getting apples in the fall, you know, you're going to be getting apples when they're picked and they're ready to eat here locally you know as opposed to apples again in february are going to have been picked in the fall and you're getting them where they're already waning in their nutritional value Mm -hmm. so 
there's aspects of that, you know, when we talk about health and people realizing that. It's like our bodies were meant to eat what's in season. So here we are. I mean, and it's, and again, I say it's an education piece because, you know, people, it's not that we shouldn't ever be able to eat things that are out of season. I think it's more about truly being aware of what it took to bring that thing to you, that specific item, you know, in February when it's not in season. And starting with that awareness gives you greater understanding of the impact of, you know, this is a privilege when you're going to have, you know, your (laughs) asparagus in January or you're going to have raspberries, you know, when they're out of season. Um, And we should treat it that way. We should treat it as a as something, you know, special. You give thanks to to it more. Mm -hmm. Like you're more conscientious about Mm -hmm. that it's um, life nutrient and not always around. Yeah, because you think, you know, those bananas that you really enjoy getting, you know, in, you know, in the middle of, you know, October or something like that, they were probably pulled off when they were still super green. They weren't really, they weren't really to the full nutrient oh. impact, you know, because they have to allow time to be on ships and trucks and trains and, and all this stuff sure. to travel halfway across, you know, mm-hmm. our, our hemisphere. And, right. you know, right. and so I, I wanted to read a quote from Jen Roselle, who's of Bucci Kombucha, and said, quote, Mother Earth food has really come through for our community these past several months, and we at Bucci are so glad that we have been able to help out. We are continuously looking for ways to help transition away from our current fragile global food distribution toward more resilient networks like what you're doing at Mother Earth Food. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, from Jen mm-hmm. Roselle at Bucci Kombucha. Uh, Bucci Kombucha. Mm-hmm. 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 So it's They're just echoing that same thing, you know, that, that connection locally and regionally. Right. And, and just, you know, saying, okay, we've seen in 2020 how fragile and crazy the world can get. Um, let's make sure here in our home part of the planet that we take care of each other and our food supplies and our business, our economy, our health and all those kind of things. And, and I knew this before COVID about mother earth food and now seeing the kind of growth you guys have gone through, which from a business standpoint, Holy cow, how logistically you go, because you know, there's two things that can put businesses out. And one is no growth at all. And another one is really rapid growth. (laughs) You know, those two things can kill a business. And so congratulations to you and your leadership team and everything for rolling with that expansion so quickly. It's mind boggling to to think how fast y'all have grown. And what what is um, the next growth for you? What what are you like right now? looking at because uh, because i just think you must you're just having to stay on top of everything all the time so right i, I imagine you know what's next sure i think well we are in the phase of strategic planning exactly what you say what's next but we're do we want to do it in a very responsible way similar to farming you want to grow responsibly um you know we got through the big hurdle of our big growth spurt um and now slowing down we're working right now on continuing to improve operational efficiencies and, you know, really looking at tightening up and um, what it takes to run the business as it is currently. Mm-hmm. Some, of the, some of the next levels of growth we're going to be adding, um, um, selling for, from our local breweries, which is really amazing to help support them. Yeah. To have home, home delivery of some, home, some, some good brews that we have here in Asheville. There's no, no shortage 
of, no of <laughs> that for sure. And the need for that. Yeah, <laughs> and the need. <laughs> and then developing deeper relationships with more prepared foods with our restaurants. Uh, so, again, yeah. you know, really, really figuring out ways to continue to hold each other's hands. Our customers yeah. want more diversity of products. I think more people, you know, at least once a week, people would like to have, you know, something they can pop in the oven that's easy, but also local and, you know, beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So those are some of the some of the ways that we're, you know, as an immediate growth, um, you know, we've got the holidays coming up. We're doing gift gift items as well, local gift bundles from different people in our community, and those are great again for supporting local. Um, and then as far as our longer-term plans, that is what we're in the throes of. What's next? You know, um, we, we have grown in our warehouse. You know, we are, you know, looking at, we grew into the capacity of our warehouse. Um, we are looking at, you know, do we want to try and offer more often to have more than one delivery a week? Because customers order once a week, we receive product once a week, and then we deliver at once a week uh, per customer type of thing. So. We have four days of delivery, but um, with so many customers that we have, that's one of the things. So we're looking at it expanding into possibly, you know, twice a week um, for uh, delivery systems. Um, but that's, you know, once if we move into something like that, that's talk about another way to pivot. You know, yeah. that would be yeah. a a whole other level of receiving. And I think that's one of the things from business standpoint, too, is not only being able to pivot, but structuring your business in a way where you can pivot again for what else you don't know is coming. Right. You know, that's, that's a biggest thing that I know for, for our businesses, Stay Michelle and I, both toes. of our businesses that we own, <laughs> that's been a lot of what 2020 has been not only yeah. pivoting, but how do we, how do we strengthen the core and yeah. the, and the functionality that we can adjust to what we see in the market or in the world or, you know, financially yep. or anything like that. So, um, and I know sure. you, I know you have another uh, thing coming up um, on your schedule. So real quick, what's the best way for people to, uh, to start their relationship with Mother Earth Food? Well, go to the website and sign up, uh, become a customer, get a cup of tea, sit down, <laughs> peruse the website. There's tons of beautiful, diverse products. Um, you know, we are continuing to add products every week. We're continuing to add offerings and um, really trying to promote and um, look at items every week. So it's a fun experience. I just encourage people to just go and sign up and check us out. So, yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for everything you've done to help other businesses strengthen their businesses and um, and stay afloat during this time. I can't even imagine how many might have gone under if you didn't bring them into your wings. And I, I know I, I just think it's really wonderful. So thank you for being a part of our community and um, and really caring about. Um, everyone's health and well-being and connection and in all ways, whether business or or just um, community and, and everything. So really, honestly, deeply, thank you. Uh, well, thank you for saying that, but I think that what I'm the most is impressed with our community because people really came together. We all, you know, reached out to each other and banded together, and that's how we got through at least this initial phase of this pandemic, and that is something Asheville should be really proud of. Absolutely. All right, very well said. That's a great way to close out our conversation for now. All right, Janelle Tatum, CEO of Mother Earth Food, thank you so much for being with us on the show today. 
Thank you for having me. Y'all have a wonderful day. All right, you too. And uh, stick around. More conversation coming up right after this. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.